these aren't linear. The things we're talking about are all components of that same waltz. As we say, communication is like a dance, right? Mm -hmm. It's not like you're going to ask questions and effectively listen, and then you go to the next stage and you're going to do pacing and leading, and then you'll go to the next stage and do bonding and rapport. It's not like that. It's all intertwined. So much like a dance, your feet will be doing one thing and your arms will be doing something and your head may be doing something else. Sure. But understand that you're going to layer these on. So that's what's kind of cool about how deep you can actually go. Yeah, You know it. You can add one or two words to your normal either sales conversation or just tweak something slightly to how you speak to other people and it completely changes their response. The King's Council helps you discover, develop, and deploy your God-given talents and abilities. In order to leave a legacy, you need to live your legacy of excellence through the five power pillars, mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, and financial. Now, our programs are specifically designed to give you the blueprint and strategies that you need to gain an edge in the most important areas of your life. Join us in creating the next wave of kingdom entrepreneurs entrepreneurs and become the CEO of your life by visiting kingscouncilcoaching.com and connect with one of our team members today. Hey, hey guys, I want to personally invite you to some of our upcoming events, one in particular called the Own Your Life Retreat. Now, this is an opportunity for you to obtain the blueprint and the action steps to overcome the existing barriers in your life, to live a life of high performance. Now, you're going to be exposed to different tools, brands, techniques, and ultimately systems that are going to aid you on your journey to own your life. You're going to be surrounded by like-minded entrepreneurs in a team that's going to provide you the simple strategies that are going to convert to real life success. Plus, we're bringing in private chef Dan Churchill. So be prepared to be delighted by the finest and healthiest meals to help optimize your performance. So text me, own your life to 727-472-3860. Again, own your life to 727-472-3860, and we'll get you all the details for the next Own Your Life Retreat. All right, all right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the King's Council Podcast. I'm your host, Riley Meek, and I got my my business partner, my buddy, Mr. Scott Thomas, in hey, the hey, studio hey. again today. What's happening, yeah. man? I love doing these together. Yeah. It's cool. Makes it easy on me, man. <laughs> Usually I'm like creating a whole message on these. This is great. I love these just chit chats yeah. about a topic that we just love yeah. to communicate about. It happens to be communication. If you guys have been following us the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about communication. So this is going to be the third and final part of the segment on communication that we really wanted to dive into because communication is just so, so important. If you're in any sort of relationship, you're communicating, even if from yourself, if you're communicating with yourself, it's such an important skill set to really develop. And uh, we wanted to really, as, as you guys know, Scott and I have a book out called Intentional Influence. It's been out for a few years, I guess. But we went through last week a number of different strategies, we'll call them, uh, that people can start to hone in and practice. Because the biggest thing with any of these is 
if you don't use them, you lose them. Right. Right. If you're not actually putting them into practice and taking advantage of them, you're going to eventually just forget them. Just like with anything. Because think of this as just another form of communication. If you don't use Spanish. That's right. Which I haven't in a while. It's uh, un <laughs> if you el vado. Spanish el one of high school. Exactly. Surely you don't remember. Right. That. Exactly. So, but just a quick recap, guys. So we've been talking about the three parts of communication. There's the the sender. Yep. There's the message itself. And then today we're going to dive into the recipient. So the sender obviously would be us as we're communicating and understanding who we are going to be sending the message to is an important component. Understanding the hat that you wear is going to be the determinant of how the message is even received, right? If I'm a teacher, a coach, a friend, a sibling, all of those are going to be a determinant of how the message is actually received. And, and then we went really into effectively asking questions, actively listening to understand the recipient more. It's sometimes easier if you know them, you've been married to them for a period of time. You might know the language patterns that they have, or if you're meeting somebody brand new for the first time, how you can instantly develop or understand the, the type of language that they receive best. And once we've crafted that message, which is what we did last week, now we are going to actually deliver the message yep. and, and send it to the recipient. And so you guys know there are three parts of communication, of course, but then ultimately the understanding of why we're communicating and then the outcome that we're looking to accomplish here. And in order to do that, there's three things that we've got to do. We've got to understand what we need the person to know, what we need the person to feel, and then ultimately what we need them to do. So what do we need them to know? That would be just the the topic itself, but emotionally, what do they have to feel in order to take action? Because action, if we can elicit the emotion, they will ultimately take the action. That's what we need them to do in that process. So as the recipient, there's so, man, there's so much that we could dive into on this, but as the recipient, I love this because, I mean, we live in the good old US of A and we typically, there's, there's people in the East Coast, we'll call them New York, they communicate much differently than people here in the Midwest. Yep. At the core of it, though, people are people and yep. how they communicate, but how they the learned behaviors that they've developed has created a perception of their reality. And whoever you're speaking with, their perception is their reality. It may not be yours, may not be mine. It's their reality. And so our job as we become professional communicators our job is to be able to speak to their reality. You don't have to understand it. You certainly don't have to agree to it, right? There's a lot of people that we've communicated with just in the different sales careers and businesses that we've had. We may not agree with them, but we have to let them know that we understand them and then speak to that reality. And that's what we're going to be talking about today here is how do we deliver that message that they receive it, that's welcomed, received, and then take them along that path or actually we can meet them where they're at yep. and then pace them and then lead them down the path to the decision that we're looking to get them to make. Yeah. It's funny. A lot of times we do coaching and we help businesses and we do a lot of sales trainings and things like that. And anyone who's done that with us notices that we continually refer to people as humans. Like, okay, when you're talking to humans this way, this is how humans hear it. Mm -hmm. And the reason we try to do that is because I want to separate 
some people say, well, I understand that works for millennials, but it doesn't for seniors. Or, yeah, they probably can talk like that in New York City, but I'm in Alabama. They don't do that. Like, I'm from California. People have a tendency to think an accent or a region or something is slightly different. Sure. But to the core, our brain and our decision-making, we are all humans and we kind of all do it the same. And, and I, I'd love to pretend like we're all super, super complex, but we're kind of not. We're right. pretty much pack animals. We work a certain way. And once you get it and you don't confuse a lot of the nuancey stuff like an accent or even a language or even or, you know a little bit of culture may play into it, but actually that helps build their beliefs. But once you're communicating, you still have to address that that's their belief. Yep. You know, so there's many examples of stuff that you would surely disagree with somebody that has nothing to do with the communication you're doing right now. Right. And just leave it out. It doesn't matter, but don't address it. Just know that that's the world that they live in. So like you said, their perception of reality is actually reality to them. And that's yep. it. So a lot of these, I don't say techniques, I guess, or a lot of these strategies or whatever you want to call them, there's a lot of layers to things that you can do or be aware of, but I don't want anyone hearing this or venturing into this for the first time to get overwhelmed. Yeah. Don't go try to master them all at once. Just start using one of them pretty regularly, and then yep. you'll get used to it. And then start doing it a little bit more, and you'll get used to it. It's just like anything else. It's like a golf swing or getting better at like running or working out or whatever. Listen, anything worth doing is worth doing poorly at first, right? right? right. So just start picking a couple things and trying to pay attention to it. Or what's really cool about when you're aware of these things, watching other people communicate. Because now, as a third person, I'm not in the conversation, I'm not listening, and I'm not answering the questions, but I can watch it. And you'll see some of these techniques through like police interrogations. Mm. And you'll notice how people ask questions or how they listen to the words you use. And then they go, wait, you just said, you know, lawyers are very good at asking questions and picking apart your answers. So they're listening really, really good. Yep. So there's a lot of scenarios where not only can you be aware of these things, you can watch and view other people do it. So you can hone your craft by watching others and then practicing it yourself. Yeah. So I would encourage that too. Yeah. So yeah, this part's the cool part because this is the actual where it's, it's not controlled. Like the influence, I believe, sticks and stays the most. Once you understand the other person, you have asked them questions. You've effectively listened to them. And remember, let's recap from last episode to this one too. These aren't linear. The things we're talking about are all components of that same waltz. As we say, communication is like a dance, right? Mm -hmm. It's not like you're going to ask questions and effectively listen. And then you go to the next stage and you're going to do pacing and leading. And then you'll go to the next stage and do bonding and rapport. It's not like that. It's all intertwined. So much like a dance, your feet will be doing one thing and your arms will be doing something and your head may be doing something else. Sure. But understand that you're going to layer these on. So that's what's kind of cool about how deep you can actually go. Yeah, You know it. You can add one or two words to your normal either sales conversation or just tweak something slightly to how you speak to other people and it completely changes their response, oh, yeah. how they respond to you. Yeah, And then we talk about the words we choose a lot and that's a specific thing. But it's because it's it's supported by all these techniques, and we've done it so many times that right. we've seen it. Right. So yeah, let's. Yeah, let's let's. I, if yeah, we can, let's, let's just into dive some into some of them. Awesome. Because um, one of the things that I dislike doing is dealing with upset customers, right, yeah. or upset people. But unfortunately, it's one thing that I've kind of 
been able to develop a craft to do yep. decent at it. I just hate it, right? Yeah. Well, I hate nobody it. likes I mean, nobody it. likes it, right? I mean, I feel like there are some weird people out there they're, that are like, they're combative at they the exist. core, but yes. yes. They <laughs> um, they're not always right, but they're never wrong. If you're that, that type of person <laughs> uh, and you're looking for a job, we've got some opportunity. No. Um, we don't have upset customers, no. so no. Um, but anyways, we the strategy that we're talking about here is called uh, pacing and leading. And I love this technique because it's it really, we talk about meeting that person where they're at. So again, we've got the sender. We are the sender. We've created the message. Now we're delivering it to them, but you got to meet them where they're at. And I think I mentioned this last episode of, uh, you know, if my wife were to come home upset, I need to meet her where she's at. Mm-hmm. And if I'm quick to solve the problem, that's probably not what she's looking for, right? right? If I'm quick to try to fix it or, uh, try, try to, try to even calm her down (laughs) is not the way I should probably go with that. And if any of you are in a relationship, you know what I'm talking about, but what I could do that's much more successful is to meet her right where she's at, right? Like get angry, get alongside her or him, depending upon, you know, the situation of like, get alongside them. And then now we've paced them. If you think about like a runner in a race, you're pacing that person. So you're in stride with them. Mm -hmm. And then we've built that rapport. So now we can lead them down a path to calm down. So for example, Ash comes home and this is rare. I know I've used this a lot. It seems like you use this a lot. And I literally have never (laughs) seen it. I promise I'm not using this. This is a good example. Let's say somebody. Um, (laughs) If she were to come home from work, Mm -hmm. theoretically, and was upset, um, a great way for me to pace her is to is to get upset with her. So if it's um, oh, this person at, at work did this today, and I can come alongside her and say they did what, mm-hmm. even though I may think it's absolutely silly, but I can now I, I've paced her in that, and she's like, yeah, we're on the same team, and now then I can ask questions effectively, ask questions, and that's back to your Walt's example of now I can dance with her to calm her down versus actually just telling her that. Maybe she overreacted or, you know, because we know that that doesn't actually work. Right. So pacing and leading. Yeah. So, you, you know, in, in that real world scenario, picture it kind of like word for word, you know, ah, the guy at work did this and I can't believe they did that. And they moved my stuff and something happened. You're like, why would somebody move your stuff? That's crazy. Don't they know you're important there? Yeah. What are you doing? And you, what you're doing is you're matching their tone, their temperature, mm-hmm. like you're joining them. So there's two things that are going on there. One is, picture it the opposite. She comes in, I'm so frustrated. These six things happened at work today. And you go, oh, babe, get over it. You're overreacting. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) What do you think that's going to do? So what happened is your tone and your mood is so far away from them. Mm -hmm. She can subliminally say, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Or you're not listening to me. Or you don't understand. Or you don't know what it's like to be me. By joining someone right away, you've taken all of those away. I do know what it's like to be you. I feel like it. I feel you. I can feel I'm on your team and you join them right away. So instead of trying to just reach over and pop the balloon with one quick needle, what you do is inflate your balloon with them and then slowly deflate them both together. Like you can bring her down slowly. So why did they do it? Do they actually have a reason? Oh, did they tell you the reason? Huh? Well, maybe you can get them to put it back like, and you can bring them down slow and then they're not mad at you. Right. So what happens is when somebody's so far away from your reality, like you said, her perception is, mm-hmm. I've been mistreated and I'm home to let you know. And you're like, get over it. Like that's You're so far away from them and right. you're so far out of their reality that 
they feel like alien to yep. that conversation. So that's actually subliminally what's happening is you're detached. You're not listening to me. You don't know what it's like to be me. You don't understand the situation. I'm telling you, you can hear in my voice how important it is. And you're saying it's not important. So by joining them and then slowly bringing them back down, that deflate mode, that's, yep. that's the leading. So pacing is I'm going to get up and match you. Mm -hmm. Leading is now I'm going to lead you to a comfortable, relaxed spot. I'm going to bring you back down to that. And that's the same thing. Think a customer calls and you're like, oh, thank you for calling Riley Meek Inc. Yep. <laughs> I won't name yep. any names of any companies. Of ours. <laughs> um, and they're like, ah, you guys suck. Blah, blah, blah. They start yelling. Yep. Wow. I don't hear that a lot, but I'll bet it sounds like you're probably right. What happened? Something must have happened to you. Yep. And then you quickly join them in their frustration. So then what happens is we always want to work together against a common enemy. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times you can physically turn if you're with them, if it's not over a phone, if like you and I, if you came in and you were mad at me, I could actually sit sideways to you. And then I would say, yeah, what happens when our, our installers and I point away from us so it looks like we're on the same team. Yeah, we used the post office and they messed it up. Mm -hmm. So now we're on the same team. We're both frustrated that that common enemy messed up for us. So I know what it's like to be you. Yep. So you can quickly join them and then slowly bring them back down. And if you don't have a solution, say, hey, it, it frustrates me too. I hate this. Do you think I like taking these calls? I love when you guys are happy. My hands are tied too because we both have to use the same post office, yeah. you know? So you can actually join forces with them. But when people, and you guys know, I mean, everyone's done this, right? Somebody cuts you off, they flick you off, they do something in traffic and you're like, have a nice day. You're doing that on purpose. I'm trying to show you how far away from you I am, right? Right, right. So the opposite is true. If you actually want it to go well, you got to show them how close to them yep. you are. And that's yep. where pacing is super, super valuable. Yep, that is. Yep. That is. And again, guys, we'll give you info on where to find more details on this at the end of the show here. But uh, that's just one of the many strategies. And th that's something that just takes more, more and more practice to just hone in and craft that skill. So pacing and leading, you'd mentioned, um, I think a big component in that is what we talk a lot about in our consulting side and, and teaching people how to deliver presentations it comes back to know, like, and trust, mm -hmm. right? If, if people know you, if they like you, then they're going to trust you mm -hmm. to potentially transact business or to become a friend, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Again, it goes back to what do you need them to know? What do you need them to feel? And then ultimately, what do you need them to do? And that all gets boiled down to, do they know you? Do they like you? Do they trust you? And one of the ways, obviously, quickly is to build that rapport mm -hmm. instantaneously. And one of the ways you'd mentioned was matching and mirroring. Mm -hmm. And just so people have a, a distinction between that, there's pacing and leading. So it would be meeting them where they're at, which is usually in an elevated Tone, state. Temperature. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then leading them down the path to maybe a calmer state to create an environment where they can make a decision not based upon rage or, yeah. you know, an emotional decision. And then matching mirroring is, is just a, a way that we can instantaneously build rapport. Um, for example, if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm, my leg is crossed. I may end up tapping my foot. And what I can do is start to match them and do things like them, right? People, when we talk about no like and trust, people like people that are like them. That's, That's just the way it is. Like. Yep. There's two versions of like, right? I can like you and then I can be like you, mm -hmm. but just think of your own life. Like who do you naturally just tend to gravitate to? It's people that are like you, especially, hey, if you're a conservative, 
and you have friends that are liberals or former friends, (laughs) (laughs) maybe hopefully you guys can still communicate and and hang out together, but we naturally gravitate to people that are like us. So if we can do things, and that's the point of matching and mirroring. Now, this is a craft that can be overdone and can be caught on to very quickly from somebody that's learned these type of strategies as well. So don't be mocking people, yeah. but it's you can do little subtle things like crossing your, your leg, mm-hmm. crossing your arms if they're crossing their arms, you know, nodding the head if they're nodding the head. And those mm-hmm. things are just natural inclinations that just, again, subconsciously, they start to like you because you are mm-hmm. like them. There's some big ones and then there's some little ones, but this is where you have to kind of be careful. Do them, but be careful. And here's what I mean. You've heard probably the bigger ones where if you're going to go meet someone for business for lunch and you walk in and their jacket is off hanging on the back of the chair, take yours off. Mm-hmm. Don't stay overdressed in front of it. Like if they took their jacket off, take yours off too. You're kind of saying, hey, we're both the same. Yeah. We're both here with the same intention where I'm joining somebody like me. This is all subliminally happening, but your body knows when somebody next to you is acting or doing like they are. Your body will, matter of fact, it is so powerful you can actually get other people to act. Yeah. So I know we're going, it can can get deep. Yeah. But we can, you could literally sit in a restaurant and observe somebody over your shoulder that can see you. And every time they take a drink, you take a drink. Every time they take a drink, you take a drink. If they put their fork down, put, start matching them. And then a little while later, once you've done that, call it 12 to 25 times, Mm -hmm. watch. You go to take a drink, and so will they. Mm-hmm. And they will start to match you. They don't even know it. It's because you're connected. You're in rapport. And remember, rapport is not something you build at the beginning of the conversation, and then you just go on to the next thing. Right. You have to stay in rapport. Yeah. So sometime throughout your questioning and answers, and you're going through your conversation or whatever this communication is, you can fall out of rapport. Yeah. So if somebody answers a question and you react in a manner that they didn't like – all of a sudden they start to disconnect a little bit or you jump the gun too soon or you're disjointed a little bit, you can lose rapport. So you'd have to get it back. So rapport is not something that once you get it, you just have it. You have to kind of keep it. And as anyone who's married or has kids knows, your kids love you for two weeks straight and then all they just want to go to their friends and you're the big meanie who doesn't want them to have fun. So you have to continually work on those things in any communication. But in this scenario, when you're mirroring people, If it gets to a point where you're mimicking them or it feels like you're mocking them. So you got to be very careful. It's different if every once in a while I pick a word that you say and I match it. But have you ever done that thing with the kids? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you? And you're going back and forth. It's obnoxious. Annoying. Right? Most people can't make it four sentences into that game. Right? So don't do, don't be that guy or girl. Right? But understand if somebody uses a kind of a unique word, it's like, man, I went to this place and it was absolutely fabulous. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I remember one. We had a fabulous vacation one time that was, and just try to work it in. Yeah. I know in this example, they were so close to each other. It already feels awkward, awkward, doesn't it? Yes. But in a conversation, that's not true if it's three or four or five sentences right. later, right? Yeah. So be careful not to mimic, and you definitely don't want to be mirroring them like hand-to-hand, literally sitting <laughs> like at the table mime. like a mime. Right. So, But I think you guys get what we're saying, right? Yeah. So these are techniques. Sprinkle them in, right? So picture that same waltz verbally we're having a conversation. What I like about leading, so pacing is, I think most people get it, kind of meet them where they are. Mm -hmm. Somebody calls you and they're upset, kind of join them and try to deflate them. That's going to be a, 
pretty obvious one to do. But sometimes in just a normal conversation, you'll get somebody who's like, well, we've had two or three other vendors come in like you guys, and uh, we're not completely sold yet. Like, they're, they're real distant or whatever. He's not upset. He's just not buying into what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. So then you may want to start working with them just verbally, do a couple things. So you can verbally lead people, not just physically physiology. And I know we went over in the last episode, you know, 7% words, 38% your tone, and then your body language. So when you're in front of somebody, and even on Zoom, you can get a little bit of body language going. But you can do things with words leading. So I'll give you an example. So I call it like do three facts and then your request. So if I said three things in a row that I know you're not going to argue, right? Yep. So let's say we do lead generation, we do marketing, we, we do client acquisition for almost everything that we do. And I'm talking to somebody about doing marketing. If I were to say to somebody, well, you guys know this as well as anybody, right? So a business owner knows that... Um, it's kind of like what you're saying is getting them in like a yes state. Yeah, I'm, right? I'm going to go through a rhythm that I know the first three, they're not going to argue with me, yep. right? So it's like business owners know that getting new customers is sometimes difficult, fact, mm-hmm. right? Um, when business slows down, you begin to, sometimes you begin to worry about overhead and payroll and your bills and things like that, yep. fact. Yep. And then these are moments that you look back and you would say, man, I would give anything to have a good marketing company right now. Right. So do you see what I did is I took them to another place. I led them to another place. In this scenario, it's like future pacing Mm -hmm. without us. Yeah. So I'm telling you what it would be like if today you decided to not do it. Yeah. So that's another version of leading is I want to take your mind somewhere else. So when somebody's frustrated, I want to take their temperature and their tone and their anger and their vigor, whatever, and I want to bring them back down. Sometimes if they're just not moving or they're not, they can't picture it. I may take them on a journey where I know the first three steps. They're just not going to argue. They're going to agree with me. Yeah. So like you said, it's kind of like a yes state. You're a business owner. Listen, you know client acquisition is something you're always thinking about, right? You know when it slows down, things get tough. You're starting to picture, okay, do I have to lay people off? Am I going to miss any bills? Yeah. Do I have to cut back on something? These are just normal decisions most businesses make. Yes, yes, yes. So do you see how in a conversation, just verbally, not changing much body language or anything else but that little that little hypnotic nod can so you know and then i would nod you're right so physically those watching on youtube can see it so as you would say well you know as a business owner nod Mm -hmm. that you always want new customers you know it gets tough nod and what happens they start nodding with you and then when you get that's when you would do anything to have a whole bunch of leads coming in wouldn't you you bet. Like, there's no way to go, nope, I'm still good. Like, <laughs> people can't detach from that right. path. So taking them on that path, that is part of the leading pacing yeah. thing. It's good. And again, you can do this with your kids too. All right, who wants to help clean up? You know, the old child psychology <laughs> stuff. That's great when they're tiny. But trust It's like me, when I talked to, to one of my three French bulldogs. <laughs> Who's the dumb little dog? <laughs> Who's the dumb little <laughs> dog? He just wags his tail. They look at you like, I think it's me. I don't know. Um, But it's the same thing. If you say, okay, I'm going to say three or four things that I know they'll they'll agree with. Yeah. You know I'm old and I don't understand these computer things. Yeah. Right? You know that for the most part, you're the smartest one in the house on how to work the phone. Cool. Third, can you come over here and help me do this? (laughs) Right? I mean, there's ways you can do it in other scenarios. But the technique is really called leading, and really what we're doing is we're, we're saying, I want to walk you and talk you through a process that takes you to the place I want to take you. Yeah, that's good. Yep. That's good. There's so many of these little techniques, again, that we're not going to be able to go get into all these like 
priming and which is one of my favorite ones in anchoring. And mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many different versions of doing that, but I want to make sure we, so we won't go through all of those. Um, you guys will have to get the book, get the book. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is free. We'll, yeah, we'll get yeah. to you free here, but really it's back to the global kind of premise of this is there's the sender, there's the message and then the recipient. So what we're focusing on here is how do I get the recipient to take action? And that action could be, what do I need them to feel in order to accomplish the goal? Right. And whatever the goal could just be that I I want them to feel loved. I want them to feel valued. I want them to feel like they were heard. Okay. If you're in any sort of relationship, that's going to be an important thing. Or in a sales setting that we've been given some examples on, like, what do I need them to do? Get out the checkbook, write the check or, or, you know, go on to the next steps where I can present the proposal or or whatever that, that situation is. But the point is there's a process to this. There's a, call it a gestation process yeah. to this. You natural can't, progression. Yeah. Natural progression there, mm-hmm. exactly. So it, back to gestation, like you couldn't, there's no way you, you guys get pregnant and then you go to your wife in month three and say, get that baby out of here, let's go. It's yeah. done yet, ready? Yeah. That's not how it works. There's, there's a process, no different than, I can't meet somebody and say, hi, my name's Riley, do you wanna buy this? Mm-hmm. That doesn't work because they don't know you, they don't like you. They don't trust you. Right. And that's a process in all sorts of communication, no different than your wife. You didn't probably didn't meet them on Tinder um, and get married the next Thursday day. and then married on Saturday. Right? I hope not. If you Maybe. did. Yeah, great for you. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> send it, send your name and number. We'll be praying for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I hope that works. But yes, exactly. Um, but part of what you're saying, really, I think what happens is when we're saying these techniques and these things, I kind of look at them and I'll use a looser term. Picture a bunch of toll gates, right? Mm. When we meet for the first time, hi, my name is Scott. From here until I get you to say yes, I'm earning things from you. I'm earning your trust. Then I'm going to earn your respect. I have to earn your rapport. That's good. Then I have to earn your belief that I can even deliver the thing that I'm saying I can deliver. Then I got to earn your trust for you to hand me a check so I can walk out with it. Like There's things you have to earn. And what a lot of people just don't get is – and sales is just such an obvious example, but I'll give you one. If you've run eight or nine appointments in a day and you have one more to go and you're tired and you take out four or five of those steps in the middle, this is going to be a no. Yep. You didn't earn it. You jumped the gun. You didn't take the time to build rapport. You didn't take the effort to listen to their answers. You didn't earn the right to earn their business. You didn't earn the right to get a yes from them. And it's really no different, picture it, in dating and other places. You didn't earn the right. You bump into somebody in a store. Hi, you're beautiful. You want to date? Let's go eat right now. Like That's that's just not even reasonable. But people think that, like, just do it because I said. Mm -hmm. How many parents have done that? And they wonder why their kids are frustrated or don't feel hurt or loved. Like, just do it because I said. You've cut so much importance out of that communication that it only can end with bad feelings. Yeah. So absolutely. you have to earn those steps along the way. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Don't do what I say. Do what I <laughs> or don't do what I do. Do what I say. Yeah. I remember that one. Yeah, that's a great oh. one. Yeah. But anyways, guys, um, I wanted to keep this one just kind of put a bow on it, keep it short and sweet for you because the only way and the the only way that you're going to start to master these skills is to actually do them absolutely. and get the reps in. And here's one thing that I would challenge you on is just pick one. Yep. Just pick one of these strategies. And practice it this week. Practice it at when you go to Starbucks, when you go to the coffee barista. See if you can get them to do something for you 
that you influence that situation. And it's amazing. It's so fun when you can start to see these things happen mm -hmm. because you're, first off, if you're in the body of Christ, you're already, you should be highlighted the moment that you walk into a room, yep. right? Like if you're declaring who you are, what you're about, you're standing tall, you know, your identity, you should be able to walk into a room and you're communicating in everything that you do. Like, mm -hmm. hey, this Jesus King, the, the airport, yep. this last week, four different people, four separate times came up to me simply because I was wearing this shirt, Jesus right. King. That's a form of communication. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm the sender, I'm communicating. So partly guys, why I wear this is to keep me accountable, yeah. right? right? Because there are times where I may be whispering something. You're not gonna lose your cool in the Jesus is King. Shirt. Yeah, and if you are, like that's a representation <laughs> that's of the king of kings, right? And I, I'm not willing to do that. So it's almost a check for me to just know that I'm going to be accountable to my creator on how I'm going to communicate. So that's a challenge for you guys. Yep. We got some Jesus is King swag coming out here soon for you. So again, the sender, the message, and then the recipient. But the only way that you're going to actually craft this and get really, really good at this, master this, because what I know now, it flows off of us, right? But 15 years ago, I don't know any of this stuff, yep. right? And as I begin to communicate better, failed forward through this, we've been able to hone in and now have sales teams and, and we're able to teach this uh, to others as well. So yep. the beauty of learning new, especially when it comes to communication, the beauty of learning it is twofold. One, you will learn that it works kind of everywhere. Like mm -hmm. if you're trying to influence the person to upgrade your seat at the airport, that person gets yelled at all day long. Right. So how you handle it yeah. matters to them, right? Yeah. They may have very little control over something, but what they have control over is the thing you want, yeah. right? But the other thing is this. You'll get this, I don't know, enlightenment, acknowledgement. You'll, you'll, what you'll find is you'll look back at old ways. I had an argument with a friend, and I haven't talked to him in a long time. I could have done that differently. Mm -hmm. I could have done that better. Now that I'm aware that when they came to me with that little request – I was already having a bad day when somebody's like, hey, man, can I borrow money? This is a good example. Somebody was telling me this. Story. Can I borrow some money? They were having a really bad day, the person that was asked for the money. And they're like, who do you think I am? I worked harder than you. I'm this, that. Like, dude, this guy was in a really bad spot. He didn't know anyone else. The only one he thought loved him that he felt comfortable enough to ask was you. And that's what you did. They look back and go, man, I could have done that yeah. whole interaction, whether you give them the money or not, I don't care. You could have handled that communication so different. So what I'm getting at is start practicing and you'll see it work. Mm -hmm. But what you'll also do is you'll see the times you definitely did it wrong, Absolutely. which is cool because that's a great growth. The yeah. feeling of growth comes from, man, if I ever get a chance to do it that way, I'm going to do it different. Yep. That's beautiful. So. Yeah. And that, that really boils down to within the King's Council, we coach on mental emotional, physical, spiritual, financial. And the, the difference between mental and emotional is when something like that just comes up, like you've had a bad day, we've been thinking positive thoughts, like that's mental, right? Like we're, and that's obviously an important component is because nothing ever positive happens from a negative mindset, okay? Be clear on that. So choose to think positively in situations, but when the tough day happens, when stuff just isn't going your way emotionally how are you going to handle that and and part of that is honing in those skills how am i going to communicate with myself and then how am i communicating to the rest of the world so yep. 
727. Um, here's, here's the number, guys. I want you guys to all get this book, Intentional Influence. It'll walk you through just more in depth, uh, maybe give you some examples of, of what this looks like and how you can start to practice it. But 727-472-3860. Text the word communication, and you'll immediately get that back. 727-472-3860. And what I would love, I know you would, DM us and tell us how this worked. Or maybe it didn't work, and we can even provide some some constructive sure. uh, guidance on it. Or, uh, but I would, I just, I love hearing like I did this, and this happened, or I tried this, and and this happened. Uh, and once you do these, it's it's just fun for us to be able to, yeah. to see and hear those. So if you keep, if keep you have contact. teenagers, this is a, now is a good time yes. to get real good at communication. Yes, because they're going to test you. Right? Uh, oh my I, I love hearing those. I love hearing those. I finally broke through to my teenager. Like, yeah. Oh. It worked. It's good. That's great. Yeah. Beautiful. Again, 727-472-3860. Text communication, and we will start to dial this in. It's been fun, man. Yeah. 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 So cool. Right I on. love these. We'll see you guys in the next episode. See ya. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the King's Council Podcast. If you loved what you heard, give us a follow and a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can also watch this episode and much more on our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Kings Council Coaching.